Oh, the podcast is going on right now. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to edit this stuff out. Yeah. All right. Hi, I'm Neely. Hi, I'm Dale, and we're two media delegates, and this is Jackass. Hey, guys, today we're going to be discussing some current events and opinions with three fellow delegates. I hope you guys enjoy. My name's Grace Hernandez. I go to West Carteret. I've almost gotten bitten by a shark twice. Um, my name is Olivia Moore. I go to West Forsyth, and I can do a backflip. Hey, I'm Anna Grace Shove. I go to NRCA, and I am a senior. Solid. <laughs> All right. So first question. Um, I'll just keep it simple. The vaccine, do you all want to take it, um, and why? I definitely want to take it. I just feel like, you know, like we take vaccines all the time. Like, I'd rather be on the safe side of things. Um, I think it's, you know, an effective way to kind of keep everything at bay the best we can. So I think it's a good solution. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely though a little sketchy that it's only been, like, they've only worked on it for a few months. Um, like, just when COVID hit is when they started working on the vaccine. Um, but I definitely agree with you. It definitely is the next way forward um and that's just something that we it's it's the only option that they've been given us to move forward um with the virus so i wouldn't say it's necessarily sketchy because it did follow the usual like steps for testing and the usual requirements you know yeah i trust it i trust science <laughs> so i'd take it i take it i think my parents would be super apprehensive about it though because since I'm not 18, I, my parents would have to, like, okay it. I mean, like, every other vaccine, that's not 100% required. And I think they'd be um, super, like, sketched out by it just because that's how they're being about it now for themselves. Um, but, yeah, I think I would take it if I got the opportunity to. Mm. For sure. Um, so Kamala Harris just became the first female vice president and also – the first vice president of color. So why is this so mon monumental just for vice presidents in general and just for women? Sure, as someone who wants to go into politics, it's just really cool for me to see a woman take such a high position in our government. It's really inspiring to see her work so hard and be able to get to that point, you know? Oh yeah. Especially sure. in like this day and age. I think it's very impressive and she really like sets a precedence for women in politics to come. And hopefully we can have a woman take the seat, the presidency, you know, soon, you know, oh, yeah. she, she kind of opens up the door to that conversation. Oh yeah. And it's definitely pretty hard to do. I mean, cause it's never been done before. Um, and right. people just, I mean, haven't given it a ton of thought because I mean, in America, it's always been the man above the woman and now it's, everyone's equal so it's cool to see that happen and yeah i'm gonna be excited for the first female president it's gonna be really interesting to see how I that plays know. out i sure hope it happens in our lifetime and i think we're on the track for that at this point in time i think it will i think it will too <clears throat> yeah that's that's just gonna be so exciting to see um so biden's election was one of the first elections where no one had been in attendance of the election because of obviously the Capitol riots a few days before and then COVID. Um, do y'all think that affected anything um, with how he was sworn into office or 
Is it just the same without an attendance? I honestly think he probably got more TV viewers than like normal. I mean, obviously, because like the people who'd be there are watching it, but I also think there was like much more like really press, but kind of just like attention drawn to it because it was like kind of so different. Um, and, you know, they had like Amanda Gorman who like had the like incredible poem. And I think that gave it a lot of traction too. Mm-hmm. So because like there weren't people in person, I don't think it necessarily changed much. I still think it got as much attention as it deserved. Um, and it was definitely like really cool to watch for me at least see like Kamala get sworn Yeah. And then like the clothes that Kamala's family family was wearing like that is that they got a lot of attention I honestly think this is probably one of the more attention like one of the more I don't know how to say it, like swearing in of a presidency like you got more attention than most others um, because it's so monumental and because uh, Kamala um, so keeping on the politics track um, Biden has had the most executive orders um, in the first two weeks of office of any president. Um, do you think that was a good thing that he used his power so fast? Uh, or, I mean, do y'all think that was, he should have thought about it a little bit more and had more time to deal with those situations? I think there are some things that like had to be done that quickly and where that power had to be used and it was the best way to do it, especially stuff related to COVID and would have taken weeks or months to get funding and plans passed through both Senate, uh, through both Congress chambers. So I think for at least some of the executive orders that it was the right decision. Yeah, and I think so many people said while he was running that he was just going to be a puppet. And this proves that he's in there to do his job and to do his job well. And I think he's really uh, sees his role and taken every opportunity he has to push his agenda and that might be what he needs to do to prove that he is capable. I also feel like like you know from both sides um there's normally like a lot of false promises made in like during campaigning just kind of to garner support. I think him like showing that he was kind of following through on a lot of things that he had spoken about um maybe gotten him some support. I think it's you know like nice that he actually followed through on them like pretty much immediately um kind of showing it wasn't just or whatever and what he was like uh, yeah for sure um and then i mean along with the inauguration we got the bernie sanders meme so i mean what do y'all think about that i thought it was pretty hilarious just cross-legged with his mitts and everything sitting all adorable but also it was interesting because I've never seen a person of that high of like possibility of holding a power looking so like normal um so I I thought that was pretty interesting it's like uh I don't know I feel like it was kind of funny because like it didn't necessarily have like a specific like demographic it reached like I feel like Facebook moms and like kids on Instagram were posting Mm -hmm. about it and like you know, like all things, like it kind of burns out pretty quick, but like it was still kind of funny to see how, like, like my teachers were like putting it in their like little PowerPoints and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of funny to see how like widespread it had gotten. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, I think universally everyone thought it was funny and it didn't become political, like, oh, he's like a Democrat, so, and I 
uh, have like Repub if, if someone had Republican views, they still thought it was funny and like just didn't like make that divided. So, and like my mom was a teacher, and they all got matching Bernie masks. Their whole staff <laughs> did, and I thought that was pretty cute. That's hilarious. Um, so what would y'all say is the biggest threat to our democracy? Probably how divided we are as a country right now. And I know the media pushes that even more. And that's a scary thing because we all really are a lot more alike than we are different. And I think we need to realize that as a country and as a group of people. Um, and if we do realize that, and if we do unite, then we can probably get a lot more done than we are doing right now. I think the media tries to divide people um, up in as many ways as possible. And I just think if everyone like took a step back and like, I know like a lot of my friends take like social media breaks and like, just like relook, like look at things again. And I feel like if that was like a universal reset, a lot of things would get done and it would, I think division is the biggest threat to our democracy also. Yeah, and, and to add to that, I would also say like respect just in general, because I mean, when I talk to people about politics and stuff, it usually gets very heated very fast. And then they almost have like a personal vendetta against me that like this kid's terrible because he believes separate what I believe. And I mean, just like y'all said, that makes it divided. Um, and it's definitely the media that is making it so much bigger than it has to be um but I'll also say like the media there is no good media outlet in general because they are all biased and they all say something skewed to the truth um so yeah just watch out where you get your news source from and i think yag is really good at equipping us to find the balance between consensus and standing firm in our own beliefs because we all treat each other with such respect when we're in conference and out of conference, despite our political differences, I think it's really, it's a really good thing to equip the younger generation who we are going to be the next leaders to equip us with those, with those skill sets, you know, that's a very important thing to have respect for people and just still be like, Hey, you're my friend. You are a great person. Even if you have different ideas or beliefs than I do, you know? And then it's also cool when you speak pro and con on bills and stuff like people are able to back you and then you just see that and it makes it more of a community right. i guess because i mean yeah just just people coming along with the same beliefs and the mutual respect is the biggest thing um because politics really can't move forward without the mutual respect and we see that today like with the impeachment process trying to impeach trump like he's he's been gone out of office for like three weeks now and they're still going on. I think it's kind of pointless. They're still going on. Like, yeah, he did do some pretty bad things, but it's behind us now. We just got to look, look towards the future and spend more time focusing on how we can better our country instead of worrying about a past president that has a ton of money and it's going to affect him a little in the future. I think one of the great things about YAG too is that it teaches you to see both sides of an issue and kind of widen your scope of awareness um, because you're introduced to so many different people. I know my school, we are all very like-minded. And so when we get into an environment that fosters respect and accepts the different beliefs, it's really, it's really interesting to see 
everyone else's beliefs and change my own if they if I see it fit you know oh yeah for sure it's very interesting I would also say that like something kind of special about YAG is like like you were saying like if you go pro and con you'll have those people support you but like let's say I go con on your bill like we're still gonna be like jumping around together at like the gala later that night like it's personal but it doesn't really leave you know like chambers or whatever um and I think that's important to like I mean, obviously some, like, there's, like, some, like, real politics that, like, overlap and, like, you kind of have to take into your personal life, but there are other things that, you know, like, you can, you can leave in the chamber and then you can all, like, go dance together um, and kind of, like, leave that behind. And the cool thing about speaking con, which, I mean, in the moment when people speak against your bill, I mean, it's kind of like, gosh, why, why, why don't they like my bill? But you also get to see flaws in your bill and things that beliefs that you had that like when you really start to look at it you're like wow like that's pretty stupid that I believe that or I should really rethink my beliefs um and that's very eye-opening because I know like so many different types of bills um all through the alphabet and things like that so it's it's really cool just to see people's views change because I know mine changed last year um so yeah um, so I don't know if y'all have noticed, um, but in the past few weeks, gas prices have gone up. Um, how does that affect y'all? Does it affect you at all? Um, I mean, like it kind of affects me, but also I'm not really seeing that much of a difference in my life. Like when I go fill up my tank, it's like not, it's like, you know, a couple dollars difference. Um, and you know, like I'm, I'm privileged enough to where like, you know, $5 difference in gas, like tank filling up isn't going to like hurt me um and like obviously there are people in positions where that can be like very detrimental but I also don't think it's been like too intense like and also you have to keep in mind like people are kind of going out again and that's you know something to do with it as well like with COVID like even though we're getting worse like restrictions are easing up so obviously like more people are out and driving um so like that there's going to be raises in prices too to keep in mind yeah yeah i just noticed it the other day because usually it costs about like 26 27 dollars to fill up a tank and it was like 38 and i was just like goodness gracious that's a lot of money but i mean yeah just whatever so what did y'all think about the weekend's halftime show on the super bowl uh on sunday i thought he sounded so great i'm not necessarily like a huge fan of him but I thought he did very well. But the choir thing, or like all the people standing in the back, that was a bit strange, I thought. But I'm sure there's some symbolism in it. You know, I don't know what it is though. Yeah. I thought it was so cool when he had, I don't know how he was filming himself, but when he went in that room with all the lights and mirrors, yeah. I thought that yeah. was just amazing. Um, that was cool. But it I like was- the beginning where um, he got out of the car and then somebody came down and then it was just so many things were going on and it was really cool. Was that even him or was that just like the Jumbotron thing? I have no idea. I was trying to figure out the same thing. Because I was so confused about that. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was pretty cool. And then just how they could get all the people and perform because I don't know how many people there were. But because he was able to, they were have had the masks or whatever to show, resemble the weekend's plastic surgery or whatever that happened, not too long ago. But that was pretty interesting how they could incorporate that. 
the pipeline was closed. Uh, 11,000 jobs were lost in the process um, because Biden stopped the pipeline because it was in indigenous American land. Um, do you all think it was worth saving the land for the 11,000 jobs lost in the process? I think um, it was because you have to take into account it's a move towards like green energy. And when we move into the green energy like environment and world, there's more jobs that open up. Um, so it's not like there's 11, like obviously for now there is, but like those jobs are going to be put back into the market as we delve into green energy. Um, and so like you have to like keep that in mind um, that like what we're losing now, we're going to make up for with efficiency in the future. I also think that um, Indigenous people have dealt with, um, like, discrimination for so long and um, have been treated unfairly for so long that they what they do have left needs to be preserved and is vitally important to their culture. Because as Americans, like, in our aspect, we've never had our culture taken away from us like that. And I just don't think we would be able to comprehend it so their culture does need to be preserved i agree and i feel like people kind of like belittle it almost like this would be you know like this is like a large comparison but it's like you want to tear down like uh it's like the big catholic where's the pope i don't know what's the it vatican, vatican? You know, like yeah like it'd be like tearing down that to get like get to oil and you'd be like oh like god no like never like that would be like so offensive to like catholicism but people don't put that in perspective because they're like, oh, like indigenous people, like whatever, like they've been treated with very little respect and their culture has like been decimated for centuries. I definitely think though that they could have gone about it in a different way. I mean, because the pipeline definitely could just go around the land. Um, don't know how hard that is. I'm not in the pipeline industry, but I feel like, yes, we are towards, we're going towards green energy, but there's also way more um, gas cars um, on the road. So many people still, I mean, not people, but big factories and things you can use coal, um, different things like that, uh, trees, et cetera. Um, so I definitely think they could have just gone around it a little, shoop, you know, just like, so. I, def I definitely think so that this pipeline has been a topic of the news for as long as I can really remember. And I think that drastic steps had to be made at one point or another to get the ball like rolled faster instead of just being a discussion for so long. Right, I agree. Like this is definitely the catalyst for more change in the green energy movement, you know? And that is something that we desperately need as a society. What steps do y'all think should be taken to fast or to make our move towards green energy faster and more efficient? I just think we need to put an emphasis on those things because we aren't doing that as much now. And um, we need to raise awareness because that's the only way things will change. I don't think enough people know about the effects that certain things have on our climate and the toll it takes. And we just need to educate kids more educate people more on this topic and then people will start caring more because this definitely is a huge issue that some people just take it very lightly which they shouldn't do and I think people tend to 
go back to oil as the debate all the time because it's almost like a comfort thing because you just expect it to be there and you expect it to be a debatable topic in politics and in the news because it's gone back as far as like the Rockefellers and Standard Oil like 150 years ago and I think it's just something people always expect to be debated and I think it just decisions just need to start being made instead of being in a constant cycle of debate about it. I also think um kind of how we've dealt with energy in the past, it's kind of placed a lot of emphasis on like citizens. And I think we need to be coming down harder on corporations. You know, the difference between me using like a fluorescent light bulb and like an incandescent one or whatever, that's really not gonna do much. Like it's a nice notion, but what we need to focus on is like the corporations who are like massively responsible for like so much of like the pollution and our climate. Um, so I kind of think like that's the direction we need to head towards, which is why I think like the pipeline order was, you know, a good step to that, like uh, AG said. And would y'all say the few steps, cause I've noticed like in cars these days and stuff, they have like when you're at idle, the engine shuts off to so cut down on emissions, obviously more electric vehicles. Do you think those small steps are actually doing anything or does there need to be one big step to stop all these companies and places that produce mass emissions to cut down on that we first need small steps to take big steps you know like i think teslas are a small step towards helping the climate i think teslas are the future of cars you know um we just need to start with these very very small steps and being aware on an individual level so that we can be more aware on a societal level oh yeah I agree with everything except that Teslas are the future because GM has an amazing Super Bowl commercial and about all of the EV <laughs> cars. So I think General Motors is the future. Mm. <laughs> is Tom Brady the best quarterback of all time? And is Patrick Mahomes going to be the next GOAT? I have no justifiable reason to dislike Tom Brady, but looks annoying so i do and so objectively sure i'm sure he's good at football i i'm not ashamed to say that i really don't care about football it's not it's not everyone's thing so you know i don't care how many touchdowns or whatever he does like sure like that's great like give him whatever stats you want but like he is just so annoying to me so sure like he's doing it but, but like i don't like it so that's my personal I have no opinion on either of them, quite honestly. I, I'm into college football. The world of professional football has no effect on me. I think, well, I'm from New York, so it's like in my culture to hate Tom Brady because he was a Patriot for so long. <laughs> Other than that, um, I don't really have anything against him. I also think he's annoying, but I really don't care either way. I think, think Neely. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I think statistically, he's probably the best that there's been. But I hope Neely just ran off. <laughs> what is he getting? Is he? Are you a Tom Brady? Oh, he's a Tom Brady uh, fan. Tom Brady fan. Yeah. So <laughs> as a Tom Brady fan, um, I mean, yeah, he is. I would say he's probably one of the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, he is getting kind of old. Uh, so, I think he should retire soon before he gets 
messed up, I guess. Um, Who do you I, think will be the next Tom Brady? The next Tom Brady? I don't think there is going to be a next Tom Brady. Um, I don't even think Patrick Mahomes is as good as people say he is. I think he's a little overhyped. Um, he definitely can't throw the ball. I think Tom Brady's overhyped. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely overhyped. He can't run to save his life. Um, but oh, See, now you're coming at me with, like, the actual stuff he does in football, and, like, that doesn't mean <laughs> um yeah i don't know he's he's done so much um just in terms of football i mean he's won seven super bowls i mean that's unheard of um so i mean and you can also see that he's made a bad team good because the buccaneers were seven and five last year um and then they went from a seven and five team to winning a super bowl um so definitely means something but mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just football, so. <laughs> um, so I don't know if y'all watch basketball or college. I mean, college basketball, but mm-hmm. I think college basketball has gotten pretty boring because of COVID. Um, I'm personally a Duke fan, and that game, like, yeah, UNC won, whatever. But I just feel so bad for the players because there was no fans there. I mean, I think it's sad, especially like thinking that, like, at least like I think most of us are seniors, so like. We'll be going, or if not, like, we'll be going into college in the next few years. Uh, and the fact that, like, see, personally, like, I'm a UNC fan, so, like, we have a lot of differences, but, like, it's okay. Um, so, like, watching the games on TV is, like, still exciting for me, but, like, I can't imagine, like, being, like, a senior at UNC right now and, like, missing out on, like, the last Duke basketball game, like, literally, like, the biggest rivalry. I think that's kind of sad. But, like, I still think they're fun to watch, but definitely, like, they're still all missing. Hmm. I feel like the teams haven't been nearly as good as they typically are this year. Well, at least this year, you know, they haven't, I mean, I haven't been watching many of them because they aren't necessarily fun to watch anymore, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's just. I mean, Gonzaga and Baylor are pretty good, but no one, no one likes them. So, or at least from around here, it's all about that North Carolina basketball. So you cheer for Duke. Who do y'all cheer for? UNC. But like Winston Salem, so most people are awake. See, I'm a Wake fan. I'm going to Wake next year. Um, I don't really care either, but my friends cheer for UNC. So when we watch <laughs> for them too. I feel that. I was a state fan before I got into Wake, and you know what? That was hard. They lose everything, but it built character, you know? I just want to say thank you so much to AG, Grace, and Olivia for helping me with today's podcast. I had a ton of fun making it with y'all and talking. Um, I just want y'all to know uh, our next podcast coming out is going to be with media, um, and we're going to be looking at the behind the scenes about how media edits and makes their videos, edits and makes their podcasts, um, puts out their, their Instagram posts.